Milk minute, milk minute, milk minute, yeah. This is Maureen Farrell and Heather O'Neill, and this is the Milk Minute. We're midwives and lactation professionals, bringing you the most up-to-date evidence for all things lactation, so you can feel more confident about feeding your baby, body positivity, relationships, and mental health. Plus, we laugh a little or a lot along the way. So join us for another episode. Welcome to another episode of the Milk Minute Podcast. Today, we have an extra special treat for you. We're actually going to have a conversation with Laura and Shauna from the Big Fat Positive Podcast. Absolutely, we are. I've been binging their podcast now for months, ever since Maureen turned me on to them. And they are so funny and so personable. They're best friends. They got together and got pregnant at the same exact time. And so they talk about all of their pregnancy journeys and they keep it real, which we love more than anything, as you know. Yeah. So before we hop into that with them, we have a question from a listener and then stick around to the end and we'll do awards in the alcove. Mm-hmm. All right. Today's question is from Mama Sarah. She says, I was wondering if any mommies do exclusively breastfeed but don't leak anymore. My baby girl will be six months on the 22nd, but I haven't leaked for three months. I'm just curious if this is normal. We wanted to tell you that, yes, it is normal. It's actually normal to leak all the time or never leak or anything in between. Um, To leak in pregnancy or never leak in pregnancy. I mean, leaking is kind of just a sign of, like, how (laughs) sensitive your body is to having a letdown. Mm -hmm. And... You know, I think the most common time we see leaking is in the first, like, two months. You know, your body's still regulating milk production and your your breasts are still um, kind of learning how to respond to oxytocin, right? <laughs> but, you know, after that, most people kind of stop leaking. Yeah, especially after your milk regulates and you're making pretty much exactly what baby needs, you don't have a lot of surplus that's triggered to be squirted out at the drop of a hat, you know, when you rub your nipples against a t-shirt and you think about a baby (laughs) when you think about a baby and your nipples are like what are we doing we gotta feed and then they start squirting so that doesn't typically happen after your milk is is more regulated so to answer your question in short mama sarah yes it's completely normal yeah and it has no impact on how long you're gonna breastfeed too a lot of people ask me that like if they never leak are they not gonna make enough how long are they gonna breastfeed it doesn't matter yeah and it also has no reflection on your milk supply. Yep. So there you go. All right, let's dig into this awesome interview with our new friends, Laura and Shauna. Let's take a quick break to thank our sponsor, Aeroflow. Aeroflow is your one-stop shop to get the most popular breast pumps and accessories through your insurance. Yeah, so don't let your insurance go to waste. Why don't you let Aeroflow do all the dirty work for you? You never have to call your insurance when you use Aeroflow. And they remind you when you're eligible for free replacement parts. Yep, so when you're tired in your postpartum period and you're wondering why your pump isn't working as well, you might get a text that says, did you know you need replacement parts? And you say, I did not know that. You push a button and boom, they show up at your door. Thanks, Aeroflow. Thank you so much. Go ahead and check out the link to Aeroflow in our show notes and order your pump through them. Welcome to another episode of the Milk Minute Podcast. 
Today, we have the pleasure of having some of our friends from the Big Fat Positive podcast on with us. Yes, Laura and Shauna. Thank you so much for coming and being with us today. We are loving your podcast. Maureen actually turned me on to it. I was so mad that it took me so long to get onto the podcast, and I've been binging all of your episodes ever since. And you all have such great advice about parenting. And we were like, hmm, we're so focused on breastfeeding. It might be nice for our listeners to get a broader perspective for one of our episodes. So we're so happy to have you experts on here. Oh, how fun. (laughs) Laura, we're experts. Yay. (laughs) Thank you you so much for having us. Yeah, we love to be here. Awesome. Could you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves? Laura, why don't you go first? God damn it. (laughs) Uh, so, um, I, my name is Laura Birek. I am currently, tomorrow I'm 37 weeks pregnant with my second son. And Shauna and I started this podcast, Big Fat Positive. We got pregnant. Oh, let me go back. Uh, Shauna and I met in grad school at USC. We were screenwriting or actually, I guess Shauna was studying fiction. I was studying screenwriting and we became fast friends and we became writing partners and we started writing television pilots together and we were just, you know, best friends and doing all of our like creative work together. And then we both got pregnant within three weeks of each other (laughs) (laughs) and we realized that our writing, you know, might need to take a bit of a pause and we said oh you know what let's start a podcast about pregnancy and uh, I think I sent her a text message like hey this is crazy you want to start a podcast about pregnancy and she was like yeah let's do it so we have just been doing it ever since and um, now I'm pregnant with my second kid as I mentioned and we've been doing the podcast for two and a half years about yeah almost three three years almost yeah we started when I was eight weeks pregnant and Shauna was 11 weeks pregnant, I think, with mm-hmm. our, that was Shauna's second. Shauna has two mm-hmm. adorable little girls and I am about to have two boys and yeah, that's me. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, I'm Shauna. I have a two-year-old daughter and an almost five-year-old daughter and I am what the medical community calls a geriatric mother. I had my first baby when I was 38 years old. Doctors like you're geriatric, like that's the professional term. So uh, I always joke about that. Yeah. And I have a full-time job. I am currently taking care of both the girls uh, full-time during the pandemic and uh, just generally losing my mind all the time. (laughs) Same girl. It's, yes. it's real over here sometimes the anxiety just goes up and up and up and then there's nowhere to put it so you just look at your partner and it's like I don't know I gotta get out of here and they're like I gotta get out of here and it's like we can't go anywhere <laughs> there's nowhere to go oh my god it's just bananas yes yeah yes. awesome well I realized we actually ha- probably haven't ever told our listeners how Heather and I met which is hilarious I, I don't know but you're talking about it. I was like oh Maybe we should mention that. Yeah, they might (laughs) might care. I don't know. I want to know. (laughs) Same. Well, Heather and I are both midwives. And we met when you were pregnant with Heidi at a conference. Because we were all having drinks like at just the midwives. Because these are like these perinatal conferences. So it's all OBs. They're like 90% jackasses. And the midwives (laughs) like get together and have wine in a corner. (laughs) 
(laughs) we we that's how we met and it was great i was actually there trying to stalk a few doctors to see if they would sign a collaborative agreement with me so i could do home birth and still prescribe because you know some states are real assholes about you know like oh we we're gonna give you authority to do this but we also want someone to babysit you and it's like ah so i was Uh. there trying to like schmooze and i'm like look how cute and pregnant i am and this is all the cool (laughs) stuff i'm doing and who wants to sign on with me and they were like none of us oh <laughs> hey, i'm gonna sit uh, with you in the corner and talk about uh, how awful this is and uh, <laughs> at first sight so i'm glad i went good oh my gosh well you know what here's the thing we have you guys on here and maureen is also pregnant and we were thinking maybe we could combine forces and talk about bringing home baby number two and Shauna, I have two, a seven-year-old and a two-year-old, and you have two, and then we got our two prego friends over here. <laughs> um, so we get questions from listeners all the time about, you know, bringing home baby number two. How am I going to breastfeed and manage it all while having this new baby and a very demanding sibling and yada, yada, yada. The list of concerns goes on and on. So we wanted to get your perspective on how you think it's going to be different this time around, Laura and Maureen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, for me, um, Shauna's the one who actually knows how it goes. So I feel like I should defer to her on the actual expertise. But something I'm really curious about is that I'm still nursing my two-year-old. Uh, he just turned two. I mean, it's all colostrum at this point, And it's once a day. But every morning when I see him, he says, boo-boo time. <laughs> and how can you say no, right? He's so cute. Uh, And so one thing I'm trying to do to prep him is I've been talking to him for weeks about how baby brother is going to get boo-boo time first. Like baby brother is going to have to have it a lot. That's the only thing he can eat. You get to eat pizza. He has to only drink, you know, breast milk. Um, And I have no idea if it's like, he he talks about it, but I have no idea if it's going to register or if he's going to lose his freaking mind when he sees baby brother nursing you know 24 7 and he can't get in on that action right away mm-hmm. so where can he i know i i'm not i i'm not 100 percent sure well i mean who knows what happens but i'm not sure i'm ready for like the tandem situation like literally at the exact same time i think i might lose it but that said who knows i can see myself probably like side lying or like back lying and they're just like on both sides <laughs> that's <laughs> definitely gonna be you takes it out you know while you're sleeping oh yeah <laughs> those toddlers they're, they're like they just lift your shirt and they're like I got it I'm good <laughs> oh yeah he can do anything mommy I'm just gonna 100% do it all myself <laughs> you're That's just a true. dispenser <laughs> so yeah my dad I went to my OB last week and told him you know I was still nursing and uh, he said, oh, you know, I have a feeling, you know, when your milk comes back in, your your older toddler will just, not, he won't probably not be interested. And I was like, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> you don't know my kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my, my, one of my bigger concerns that I'd love to like hear from, from you both about. But as far as bringing them home, Shauna, you had, L was three, right? Just three. She was almost three. She was almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was trickier actually than I thought it would be. I just imagined it would be just this wonderful love fest of two children, et cetera, et cetera. And it was at first, you know, the, the older daughter, Elle, 
was really gentle and, and sweet and in love with the new baby and very quickly got jealous of her and very quickly got jealous that I was, you know, holed up in the bedroom a lot, you know, feeding the baby and just up all night and tired and sleeping when I could. And what really helped, honestly, is having her dad take the lead at that time. And it was hard for me. I had, I mean, I still have a special bond with Elle, but especially at that time, because she was my first and only. And to have to step back from that and allow Steve, as my husband, allow him to take the lead, it was very difficult for me to let go. But I'm so glad I did. Their relationship strengthened a lot. And it was really wonderful to see them get a chance to, to bond. So my advice always, if, if you have a partner who's available to step in and take the lead at that time, I think that is extremely helpful. Yeah. Speaking of partners, how do you think both of you can probably speak to this at this point, but how do you think your partners have evolved from the first (laughs) one to now? I think that Steve has really I don't want to say he's become a better dad because he's always been a great dad, but as far as taking the lead on things, he's gotten a lot better at that more assertive of just now it's mealtime. Now it's bedtime, you know, whereas I was kind of that lead role, that manager position for a really long time. I just kind of slid into that. I wasn't working at the time. So I was with the baby more, et cetera. And especially him having that period of time, you know, really focused on L and having to see what all the routines are and all of the different uh, things that we do. I think that empowered him in a way to feel more comfortable in that managerial (laughs) parent role. Yeah. I think the confidence gained for, for my husband that I've seen between our first kid where I didn't find out he'd never changed a diaper till I asked him to do one. I don't know why I didn't think to ask him that before. <laughs> and I was like, change his diaper. And he was like, what? How? <laughs> oh no. Like I just, I didn't realize that he didn't, I mean, I kind of knew, but I didn't realize he didn't grow up the way I did where he was babysitting and had a million cousins all the time. And I was like, holy shit, you have no idea how to care for a baby. And now we have, it's today, we have to do that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, now he's like super dad and they, he just randomly decided yesterday to go up with my son to the mountain and, you know, go stay in a cabin for a few days for a boy's trip. And I was like, oh, okay, great. How how nice. My husband to do that. I am like so desperate for a day alone at home after this pandemic (laughs) sounds Mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. honestly, it's, it's, he can't take all the credit. Like our marital counselor told him to start doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Like your wife needs alone time literally more than anything. (laughs) Yes. Oh Oh my God. We talk about that. Can I just say like, you know, I didn't really realize that when I was going through my PMS week that I was more inclined to hang out with girls only because guys just drive me insane. Like they're weird throat noises and like they're just (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> stupid habits and like when I'm PMSing I'm just like Argh. and so uh, now I can't get away and so I'll have mm-hmm. to tell him I'm like listen we need to be aware this is PMS week and literally everything you do is going to make me mad so can you just mm-hmm. maybe stay on that side and I will love you from afar <laughs> love you from afar oh that's great I'm stealing that stealing yeah that. like that it's serious uh-huh. well you know I think that for me my biggest challenge was uh, having the first one, I think was way harder than having the second one, because I am not naturally a 
a drill sergeant with schedules and I never really was that disciplined in my life as a person, you know, like I got all my stuff done because it was just me. And like, I had all the time in the world. And so having that first baby, I was like, oh my God, I'm in charge all the time. I'm in charge of another human being. And I had to really evolve as a human being the first time around, which was slow going and painful. And so now that when I brought the second one home, I was like, oh, I got this. Cause that first hump that I had to get over was a, a doozy. And so by number two, I was like, we got this. We're, someone's already doing bedtime cause we already have a kid. So whenever mm-hmm. someone asks me, which one is harder the first or the second? And I'm like, first, it's the first one <laughs> for me. Uh, on interesting. Day. Yeah. It's nice to hear that because, you know, I've heard both perspectives I've heard it's like you know what you're doing newborns are easy once you've had one you know like they compared to toddlers I do feel like once you get to toddlers you're like oh my god newborns you put them down and they stay there like what is this magic so I'm looking forward to that but then you also hear people who say it's exponentially harder because you're adding all this stuff um, yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people. I wouldn't say it's exponentially <laughs> harder, but it's harder because you still have to ma- manage your high energy. See, I have a very high energy older daughter, so that could have something to do with it. You know, mm. very high energy, very chatty, very just wants to be around me all the time and not really play by herself. So I still had to manage that while being exhausted oh my god so tired from being awake all night with the newborn and all of that so that was probably the biggest challenge for me getting through that period I think that's the thing I've been working on most with my son during this pregnancy he's five and up until like the last couple months was that kid who like if I wasn't with him every second it was a fucking problem mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I've been like oh like here I got him this audiobook player he can control by himself that's not on the fucking tablet and like you know mm-hmm. started like putting some more of his toys in his room and I'd be like why don't you go spend 20 minutes up there or you know I'm like all right up oh, it's outside time go be outside for 10 minutes by yourself and I'll come meet you there then and started like inching those times longer and longer because <laughs> I was like this is gonna be a problem with another baby like it's a big problem I'm scared yeah. Well, good the for pandemic, you. That's such yeah. a good idea. That's brilliant. Brilliant. And I was going to say the pandemic really just makes everything just more just heightened because not only do you have a, a clingy kid, I have a clingy kid. He's just, you know, basically what happens is he'll play independently for a couple of minutes and he goes hugs and he like needs hugs. And it's the sweetest thing. You can't say no, but you know, sometimes when the new baby's here, it's going to be like, and I have most likely a c-section scar that's healing uh there's not uh, the hugs can't necessarily happen right away like he wants and uh but for the past 10 months i have been with him every single day non-stop i mean we well, my husband and i alternate days now because we needed something had to give and we have zero child care uh, we're all, we're both in, Sean and I are both in the LA area and the numbers here are just astronomically high and terrible. And so like, we're not even doing stuff like going to parks anymore because we're, you know, scared of contracting. I'm scared of showing up at the hospital and testing positive, which yeah. I really don't want to do, you know? So we are just like, we're just this very tight family unit and it's all about to get blown up a little bit, which I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little concerned about how he's going to react, but there's not much you can do about it. My big plan 
you know, before the pandemic was like, I'll get pregnant and then we'll do things like he'll go and stay at his grandma's for two nights. So he gets used to being away from me. You know, now, yeah. now there's just where he's just going to have to be thrown into the deep end. Of, I think everything changing and it stresses me out. But, you know, I guess it is what it is. Well, one thing that really helped was giving the older kid responsibilities to help with the baby, mm. you know, bring me the diaper. Oh, c- you know, come, you- the baby needs a lot of comfort right now. Can you come and help her, help her while she's crying? And my daughter really took to that, you know, she likes to be a leader. She likes to be in charge and a helper and stuff. And so that was a nice way to get her involved with like what the baby and I were doing and she could be part of it instead of being separate. Yeah, my daughter is too right now, and she is very into helping. And my mom always jokes and says, take it while you got it, because that's a phase that she's going to be out of someday, and she's not going to want to help you anymore. (laughs) So, you know, it's probably a good thing to do that and foster that while they're too. But Laura, I wanted to just acknowledge what, what it sounds to me like you're saying I identify with a lot, which is a fear of being overtouched. And it you know, some people don't have that thing, you know, where they're just like all the hugs and all the, I don't yeah. know those people. I, <laughs> my husband, Not me. Maybe they're all men. No, but, my, it's my husband though. Yeah. He'll snuggle with our son all day and then still want to snuggle with me. And I'm like, are you really, you want to, <laughs> oh, how, how? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I had to like set some clear boundaries with my snuggly husband because my son, even though he's seven, I guess he was five at the time my daughter was born and he's very snuggly all up on me, in me, around me. I used to say, it's like he wants to unzip me and climb back in. And I'm like, (laughs) oh my God. So I had to set some clear boundaries and be like, husband, I'm sorry. But if all of these other people need to touch me all day long, you probably need to wrap your head around the fact that I'm not going to want to touch you that much and just know that now. And it's a phase and we will slowly move out of it because that was also my fear is that like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to have anything left to give. And then it's all going to fall apart and right. Especially when having two nurslings at once too, Mm -hmm. that that's Mm -hmm. something a lot of people go through. And, you know, every, we have clients sometimes that are like, oh, it's great. And one's on one side and one's on the other. And I love it. That would not have been me. Um, but you know, a lot of people we see make it work where, you know, they're in your situation they've got one who nurses once or twice a day and a newborn and, you know, they make it work by just having like five minutes a day. That's just special time without baby, you know, dad takes baby for an hour or whatever. And you're like, oh, okay, this is our special mommy and me time. And you can have your booby now. And, you know, or if you don't want to have booby now, maybe we'll watch a movie together, you know, and just have that little special only toddler time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they still mm-hmm. feel like they're a priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it has to be something they want to do, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so truck videos. Right. We're going to watch a lot of truck videos. Yeah, trucks on saying? YouTube. <laughs> I never knew I would know so much about like skid steer loaders, excavators, front end loaders. Like I know all about them now, <laughs> but I get corrected if I say the wrong thing. Oh my gosh. Um, my, one of my best friends, Lydia, her parents joke about this at every single dinner that I've ever been to with them for her whole life. Her favorite book when she was little was a book on safety, like construction safety. 
<laughs> and it was like a pretty long book and every single night they'd have to go through the safety manual and she would read it like this is top-notch priority number one book of my life and so <laughs> I love it they're the weirdest they things are. That's great. Well, you know, you'll have to keep us updated on the baby because we were thinking we could do some hilarious like East Coast baby, West Coast baby uh, <laughs> memes, you know, in a couple months here when everyone's baby pops out. That would be pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. thankfully, we have a platform where we talk about everything week by week. So yeah, there's a way for you to keep up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I also want to say, I think it's awesome that you had the wherewithal and the foresight to start a podcast when you were eight weeks and 11 weeks pregnant. And you were like, oh, wait, I'm already feeling like this is about to be a journey that needs to be documented. And you did it. And you guys have it from beginning to, you know, TBD. No, I'm, I'm two and through pretty sure about that I'm pretty sure too this is yeah we're just we're gonna stop now yeah mm-hmm. I'm with you for I, I always joke that I'm like a person who has a pregnancy podcast and this is now like my beat you know people are always like hitting me up for pregnancy advice and I'm not super into it like I mean I love talking about it but I am not super into the physical aspect of being pregnant no at all babies mm-hmm. for a living and I like if like people ask me if I love pregnancy and I'm like no why would I do why would I love that like I'm fascinated by people who are though I mean like and I know there are like we we have a lot of listeners who write in and say they you know they love feeling pregnant they love being pregnant and that's awesome for them I just personally don't get it I am just a maybe it's because I'm also now I'm geriatric my first was I was 36 for my first now I'm 38 for my second and it's like I mean it makes a difference it's hard 26 with my first and I didn't love it, but I was still hiking five miles a day if I wanted to. And I was like, wow. oh, whatever. And now I'm 31. And I'm like, well, I'm going to sleep until I have yes. a <laughs> Do it. Do it. For me, it depended on the trimester. First trimester, no fun because you're nauseous and sick all the time. Second trimester was a party. I, I loved it. Like when I think back on my pregnancy, I look at that time and I'm just like, it was amazing. Oh my God. You start to feel the baby kicks. You're not sick anymore. It's just like, great. And then the third trimester, you're just like so slow moving. Yeah. I just want to nap all the time and sore. And then it's not fun anymore. So it's a, it was a roller coaster for me. Yeah, I got a call the other day from someone that was like, hey, real quick, my vagina is swollen like a softball. And I was just wanting to make sure that was normal. Oh, we and get those calls a lot, don't we? <laughs> and I was like, congratulations, your body is getting ready to have your baby. And they were like, I'm sorry, what? And I was like, yeah, you know, it's expanding the vaginal tissue to create more elasticity. So you don't, you know, blow out your vagina when you push your baby out. And they're like, awesome. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I had a so magical. With someone about their um, symphysis pubis starting to like separate a little, which early in pregnancy sucks. But at 38 weeks, I'm like, I mean, it's kind of a good sign that your pelvic bones are moving because they have to move to have that baby. But I know it sucks, but it's mm-hmm. also good. Yeah. <laughs> Sleep in the pillow between your legs and be careful hopping out right. of bed. Oh mm. man, I, I have terrible SPD pain both pregnancies this one it started god I don't even remember Sean I feel like it started like early like like 12 weeks weeks. it was so early yeah um so that's one of my major struggles yeah well I think I think my I this last pregnancy like aside from heartburn was fine I did not know how bad it could get till this pregnancy 
I've been, I've had hyperemesis and thyroid issues, which of course are linked. Uh, I was like, oh, I guess I should have gotten my thyroid levels checked. Like I would have done for any other client like three months ago, but it's me. So I don't Mm -hmm. take care of myself. I tried to tell her. I tried. Oh yeah. She wasn't listening to me either. And then she got them and she sends them to me. And I was like, damn. Look Look, aren't they bad? Oh no. Yeah. But also it's kind of nice to have an answer, right? So when your body is acting a fool and then you have a very clear lab value, that's like, this is the problem. It's like, thank God. Mm -hmm. I mean, what have you, has anything worked that you've done for your SPD pain? Oh yeah. So I've talked about it on the show too, but I have a pillow strategy is what I call it because okay. um, I have terrible heartburn t- as well. I, ha- I have terrible heartburn. I had terrible heartburn before pregnancy. I also am hypothyroid. Uh, so we got lots of, lots of fun stuff going on. Um, and so I have to sleep on a wedge most of the time anyway, even when I'm not pregnant. So I have my wedge and then I have my like U-shaped pregnancy pillow that I usually like stack actually on top like I turn it into like a double pillow and if I sleep on my side with my legs even the key is having my knees and my ankles on the pillow and then I got a yoga block and I did like these yoga block exercises where I squeeze you you go on the widest setting and you squeeze and then you go on the next narrowest and squeeze and I would do that every night and it really made a difference so that was it and then just you have to be so conscious of like every way you move, just never taking a weird <laughs> step off the, like off a stair a weird way. And, but just, just trying to be really trying to make sure that my sleep pillow strategy was working and then being really, really conscious about how I move and like stopping myself from chasing after the toddler and scooping him off the ground and all that stuff. Yeah. You realize you're going to feel like a million bucks after you have that baby. Like, even if oh. you have a C-section, you're going to be like, whoa, mm-hmm. <laughs> your pelvis is back together. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so like, I, I remember that feeling last time because my last baby was breached. So I had to plan C-section and this one, we're playing it by year, but I'm not pushing too, too hard for a V-back. I'm sort of like on the fence about it. So yeah. if I happen to go into labor, and it looks good. We're going to go for it. And if not, I'm just going to have my C-section and call it a day. Um, but uh, I remember even like I, when I had my C-section last time, the SPD pain was gone instantly for me, instantly. And it was, I mean, maybe the 24 hours of like having a spinal block or whatever helped. But, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> by the time I was up and walking, it was gone and it was awesome. So yeah. It's nice how childbirth cures a lot of those ailments. No, I'm so excited to stop vomiting. Like, oh, so yeah. Stop. Oh, like, I thing. finally, I finally found acupuncture was helping to stop me from actually puking every day, but I still feel just as nauseated most of the time. Oh <laughs> no! Like, I'm gonna have a baby, and then I'm gonna be like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> it's gonna be great. What is going to have to throw up all over you? Yeah. But somebody, you know, I'll just be relieved when it's baby's vomit and not mine, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to miss her soft burping in my oh ear my as we record. Recording the podcast, I'm always like, hold on. <laughs> well, ladies, thank you so much for coming. And um, if you need anything for your birth, 
let us know. <laughs> We're here for all of it. Yeah, we'd be happy yeah. to help in any way. So if you're running into a, a tandem nursing problem, oh, yeah. let us know. <laughs> we got you. Just give Sweet. us a call. We'll fix you right up. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, that's so nice. Well, tell us where we can find you. Okay, so we are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BFP Podcast. And we have a website, BigFatPositivePodcast.com. And if you want to email us, you can email us at contact at BigFatPositivePodcast.com. Um, and we also have a Facebook community group you, you can join. So just uh, search Facebook for Big Fat Positive Community. All right. And we will actually Perfect. link all of that in the show notes for you. Yeah. So you don't have to work too hard to find it. <laughs> and, uh, guys all get everything you need from breastfeeding with us and pop over there and get entertained and get some good parenting advice from our buddies laura and shauna thanks so much thank you thanks let's take a quick break to thank our sponsor liquid iv liquid iv makes your water work harder for you it's a great option for parents that are trying to stay hydrated during lactation without having a ton of sugar in a sports drink Their natural powdered drink mixes actually taste good too and contain five essential vitamins. So what do you really have to lose? Right. I mean, my favorite's the ginger and uh, your mom told me she loves the sleep blend. Mm -hmm. And I personally like the lemon lime. So with our code Milk Minute, you can get 25% off your order of liquid IV plus free shipping and a free gift. Oh yeah, I got a free water bottle. I got a color changing cup. So give it a try. Liquid IV, go get some. All right, it's time to do our award in the alcove, my favorite part of the show. Me too, Heather. So this week, our award goes to Eudelia. She just achieved five months of exclusive breastfeeding. And she says that that's one month more than her first breastfeeding journey. And I just want to say that this girl has invested so much into her journey. And I actually got to know her in a private consult. And I just love her. And I'm so excited for her. So, Eudelia, we're giving you the Fantastic Five Award. Congratulations. And I hope you keep meeting and exceeding your goals. Yes, same. All right. Well, that's all from us today. All right. Thanks for tuning in. And don't forget to listen to the Big Fat Positive podcast. Yeah. And then check out the show notes for all of their awesome social media links. And, um, you know, subscribe. Mm -hmm. Show them some love. See you next time, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Milk Minute. If you haven't already, please like, subscribe, and review our podcast wherever you listen. If you'd like to support our podcast, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash milkminutepodcast. To send us feedback, personal stories, or just to chat, you can send us an email at milkminutepodcast at gmail.com. It's a milk!